Hello. Right, we're ready now. Uh, this is Simon. Uh, this is Extra Time Wave. Uh, how you doing, everyone? All right. Um, yeah, and here's Tim as well. Hello, Tim. Hello, Simon. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Very good. Um, so I just really wanted to talk about uh, coming to the end of the season, um, really what we thought about it. Um, it's been, I think I was speaking about it the other day, like, I mean, I felt that it's just an interesting one and a bit of a boring one as well, because already like half through the season, Man City has already won it. The only thing that's made this season kind of interesting is the relegation battle, because like half, the bottom half of the table could be like, like any of them could potentially, like for a period of time, any of them potentially could have gone down. And that's a bit of, <laughs> that's a bit sad of the Premier League, like we're all kind of thinking, oh, who could go down or not? And it's kind of like, bit depressing in that sense but yeah, I know what you mean it's been very uh, tight at the bottom more so than it has been at the top mm. and Man City have obviously raced away with it um, I suppose the competition for top four between second, third, fourth fifth has been pretty competitive most of the season mm. um, and then behind that I mean Arsenal didn't really challenge for the top four you know, so Arsenal yeah. and Burnley are sort of competing for sixth and seventh spot, and then I would group everyone else behind them as mm. as been fighting over relegation really, because there wasn't that much difference between somebody who was in tenth place and somebody who was in eighteenth for most of the season. Um, I mean, in terms of how I felt about the season, uh, I look back at it with a little bit of regret and frustration at the start of the season. I'm a Liverpool supporter, if anyone didn't know. Um, yeah, because you I mean, didn't have a great start, did you? Like, you was drawing a lot of games. Conceding too many goals. Defence, I mean, I thought last season the defence was really bad on occasion and it was even worse at the start of this season. Klopp didn't sign a centre-back over the summer because of the Van Dijk situation. And, uh, yeah, we just went in a bit thin. Matip, who actually played quite well last season, his form completely dropped off. We just drew too many games. Didn't actually lose too many, but we, we dropped points against teams we shouldn't have. City raced ahead, and, you know, by October, you almost felt as if you were out of it. Um, and then, obviously, the, the form did pick up. The football has got better and better. So, from an entertainment point of view, it's been terrific. And, you know, getting to the Champions League final... I wouldn't say I thought it was totally impossible. I mean, some people gave Liverpool literally no chance at the mm. end of the day. It is a cup competition. Liverpool have a proud history in Europe. You know, we've got some frightening attacking players. I didn't see any reason why we couldn't couldn't go deep into the tournament. But yeah, maybe maybe hoping to get to the final was was you know too would have been too much. Um, mm. But you know, delighted now we're there. You know, even if we don't win it. You know, for me, it's still been a terrific achievement. So, um, yeah, I guess that's been like a saving grace for Liverpool because um, I guess eventually, like everyone's kind of thinking, "Oh, when you're going to win your next trophy?" And I think it, even if you don't win the Champions League, just getting to the finals is an achievement in itself. I think so. Mm. And what it does is it helps prop up Klopp's stature mm. within the club and the league. You know, and it's something he can point to and say, look, we are making progress. This is what we achieved. Okay, we didn't win a trophy. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going off the more than likely premise that Madrid will beat them here. Um, I don't know, though. Like, I just think um, it's like if you look at just on form in the Champions League, Liverpool should win it. Um, but 
it seems like all the games leading up, what I've noticed about Madrid, they haven't played great, but they've managed to find a way. Like how, you know, like Man United somehow always do. They always mm. find a way. Mm. Like, it seems like I've noticed that like the latter stages of the game, Madrid were all like, yeah, they just end up controlling the game and finding a way. That's just, I mean, like, for me, I don't know. I think it would be amazing if they could win it third. Like, it's just unheard of third time in a row. Obviously, you probably don't want to hear that, but I think it would be amazing if they like, there's a team out there winning yeah, three I mean, times in a row. It's just not, not heard of. I mean, yeah. in my lifetime, it, it took, you know, until last year for somebody to win it back-to-back. Hmm. Um, well, that's not actually true, I suppose, in the sense. I think AC Milan in the late 80s won it back-to-back, but hmm. I think it was 92-93 season. They sort of half rebranded the tournament from the European Cup to the Champions League and changed the format a bit and introduced group stages. Mm. Um, I think you'd have to go back to, there was a Bayern Munich team in the mid-70s that won three in a row. But I don't think, and I think Real Madrid actually, when the competition started, won the first five ever tournaments. Mm. Um, and then they won seven since then. So I think they're on 12 now. The only thing is you saw after the Bayern Munich game, that they were wearing number 13 t-shirts. Mm. We all know the history of number 13, right? I don't. <laughs> well, I'm lucky 13, right? Oh, okay. Right, right. Yeah, so, you know, I'm just wondering, are they tempting tempting fate there by, mm. by doing that? It reminds me a bit of when Catuso mm. touched the Champions League trophy in 2005 as they were Liverpool and Milan teams were walking out. Mm. And, you know, I think two years later in the 07 final, he made sure he didn't touch the trophy so as not to tempt fate. Yeah, some footballers are, um, well, I think it's just in, actually not just footballers, just anyone really, though. Once they get it in their head that if they do something, um, uh, what is it, if they do, they do something beforehand, then they won't have a good game. Superstitious. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, I think, um, what's it on BT Sports? I think they were talking about once. Um, about Joe Cole, was it like he doesn't, uh, he doesn't want to touch the ball before a game, like when he when he was playing, and that's <laughs> or something like that's what they were talking about. Really? Being one of the guys, somewhere I feel like you're talking about like in warming up before a before a game or yeah, I think like say like they're in the drip like in the dressing room or something like that. I think was, the guys are saying like he doesn't want to touch the ball beforehand. So like, they would joke jokingly like kick the ball towards him, and he would like move his legs out of the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thing, yeah. And like, I think they would say like they were like go to the toilet and the same urinal and stuff like that just like little things and say like if I don't do these things and then we'll have a bad game mm. and uh, I guess we all kind of do that though not I just sports people in, yeah rituals we all have in life I mean I, I personally don't walk under signs yeah I mean I have done in the past but I, I try not to if I can yeah um, I wouldn't walk under a ladder or stuff like mm-hmm. that so yeah I mean I understand mm-hmm. it well you know if I did walk under a ladder mm-hmm. I don't think it's the end of the world but I'm just so going backtracking now to what I was saying about the season review, um, I was just looking at the league positions now, and I just I know we always talk about like oh Man City's run away with it, but even looking at the difference between say, like Liverpool and Man City, well there's like twenty points there. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy, like mm-hmm. how they run away with it. Hundred and two goals, goals for them. Twenty six yeah. against. It's just they're going to be uh, <laughs> hard to catch. I mean, I do think they will. It's... I mean, it depends who they bring in this summer, but you know, Man, you know, Man City have just spent hundreds and hundreds of millions of pounds. So, mm. in one ways, it shouldn't be surprising at all because they've such a strong squad, such a strong mm. bench, um, and because of the style of football Guardiola plays, you know, they're going to score goals. Um, 
I think they'll be disappointed about the Champions League. Um, but yeah, I think Guardiola is one of those managers who's probably more suited to a league campaign where he can he can batter teams over thirty eight mm. games. I think going I think, into next season now, I think just they're going to be worried about like like Liverpool and I, I think they're only really worried about Liverpool now, just the way like you just dominated them in the yeah the Champions League. They just... the only thing about Liverpool is I don't mm. think as the squad stand over a league campaign, I don't think Liverpool are a threat to Man City. <clears throat> I just don't think they have enough depth there, and also you know. Players like Carius and Lovren, whilst there has been improvements and they do occasionally have good games and do good things, you know, over a league campaign, uh, I mean, unless Liverpool do something about those sort of players, I just think it'll be very difficult. I mean, I don't mind having them in the squad as backups and things like that, but <clears throat> I think we need Liverpool need to really consider bringing in a top-quality goalkeeper, um, mm. a centre-back <clears throat> who's an improvement on Lovren, Neither of those things are necessarily easy or cheap to find. Um, I mean, we lost Coutinho, which was a number 10 sort of player. I'd like to see somebody in the squad who could play that kind of role. Mm. Although there has been an argument that Liverpool have actually improved since Coutinho left because yeah. Milner, Henderson, um, Wijnaldum, these kind of players, when they get it, they just immediately get it up to the front three. Mm. Whereas Coutinho liked to take it, slow it down, dribble a bit you know I mean he's a terrific player don't get me wrong he's probably the best player in the squad uh, skill wise ability wise but not sure it, it, it seems like the the, uh, the pace of our attack seemed to have actually improved since Coutinho left oddly um, I mean if, if it was a choice between could I still have him or not have him I'd absolutely still have him he's not, he was a cracking player loved watching him play mm. never really seen a player like that before at Anfield that classic number 10 Mm. Um, but yeah I mean I, I would like to see a number 10 sort of player brought into the squad I think Liverpool have a problem if Firmino gets injured um, you know I, I, I'm i not sure Solanke rings yeah there's a worry there out. isn't there yeah I mean I, I had more faith in Ings than Solanke uh, I haven't mm. been that impressed with what I've seen from Solanke I know he's only a young, a young player and he's had to come off the bench a lot but for me, he needs to go out on loan for a season somewhere. So if you um, had to um, sum it up, like regardless if it's a, I think like a win or lose in the final, because um, I guess like the season's pretty much like, besides that final in the league, there's no point really for a, a lot of teams now in the league. It's just, is what it is now. Man City's mm-hmm. already won it. Um, I guess maybe top four's a point of interest for Liverpool still. Well, but like I mean, like if you had to give it like a like an A, B, or C type rating for Liverpool this whole whole year, and who yeah. who would you and who would you like like not who would you like what positions would you want to bring in? I know you touched on it, but like if you just want to sum it up now. Yeah, um, I'm gonna give us a B plus for this season. Yeah, if we win the Champions League, I'm gonna give it an A plus. To be honest, I mean, any season mm. you win, you bring the European Cup home. Uh, you know, I'll take that every year. Mm. Even if we never win the league again, I'll take that every year. Mm. Uh, to me, it's the bigger of the two events. Mm. Um, Do you think you're, not, but you're being a bit harsh, not giving yourself like at least an A? No. Um, <laughs> well, I say Man City have an A plus, but <laughs> I don't want to be. Liverpool really frustrated me at the start of the season, so I'm trying to be fair over the start of the season, mm. not just remember the most recent bits. Um, I mean, Man City have been so good, and it was always going to be hard to stop them in the league. Just interestingly, on a side note, so I was looking, I was filtering by um, match weeks, 
on the Premier League table. So by the second match week, Man United and Huddersfield were tied up in points. Mm-hmm. Like both got, both got two wins. Mm-hmm. So you go to match week three. Um, I think it's the same. Man United to start with and Liverpool second. I think. Well, I think when I I looked before, so by so by match week four, Man City are second now. They've got they got it's like ten points each between Man United. And then by match week five, Man City are in front, and I've, it looks like they pretty much stayed in front mm-hmm. since the fifth week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's oh, it. I mean, people, I mean, since since sort of October November, people sort of thought the Premier League was over. They mm. run away with it just on the amount of just goals, after five going. weeks. They're in, they're in front, and that's it. Yeah, done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I actually don't mind City being champions in the sense that I'd much rather them than Man United being champions. And also, yeah. I know like Man City really piss off Man United these days, which I think is funny. <laughs> Um, I mean, I can imagine if Everton did something similar with Liverpool, I'd be raging. So, I mean, I think it it's really struck at the core of their ego. Regard, like, I mean, I mean, I, well, I support. I don't know if I said it, but I support Arsenal. Um, it's just um, like I don't necessarily hate Tottenham mm-hmm. until like I I think they're a good side and I think they they play really well. They, they, mm-hmm. The past few seasons, they're playing a lot better than us. Mm-hmm. Um, but something about Man United, I just don't like, regardless of who's in charge, who who's playing for them or anything. It's just, oh. just something about them. Like I love to see them lose. <laughs> like that game we watched last night against Brighton, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I've always hated Man United, and obviously mm. because they were so dominant in the nineties and two thousands. Uh, not every season, but you know, most seasons. Uh, I've been around a while now, so um, they, yeah, I mean. Uh, you know, because I I grew up reading about the history of Liverpool in the seventies and eighties being so dominant, and then they kind of stole our thunder by being dominant in the nineties and two thousands. And yeah, you know, I was jealous of their success, so that that made me hate them. Um, but also the fact that they were just this commercial um, animal. You know, mm. they were way ahead of the game commercially compared to Liverpool or some of the other clubs looking to build the stadium, develop the revenues, um, give themselves a competitive adva- advantage in that sense. And Liverpool were so slow to react, um, mm. amazingly slow to react, made so many bad decisions, so many obviously bad decisions that we won't go into here. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've always detested Man United and Alex Ferguson. I mean, people always thought he was a grumpy, you know, didn't have much personality in terms of me wanting to listen to his interviews or anything. I mean, I'm sure he was a strict disciplinarian and, and you know, the yeah. players respected him and all. And he had this uncanny ability to get... I always looked at United squad and just thought it was full of average players, even when they were winning the league. I was thinking, you know, pound for pound, these players aren't great, but he just seems to be getting the best out of them. Yeah, he's very and good that, at doing that. that. Secret. Um, like, um, from what I... Um, uh, and Wenger, Wenger yeah. to be fair, you, I mean, Wenger between 97 and, uh, and 2000 and five, six, that kind of time. Mm. He was quite similar. I mean, he he had better players, but mm. he still seemed to get the best out of them. I was listening to an interview about Wayne Rooney. I think he was saying um, that Ferguson was very good at man management in the sense of, like, if he felt that, um, say, like, he was having a bad game, he would, like, kind of G him up a bit, just be like, like, oh, I know you could be doing better, blah, 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 and, like, just get really underneath his skin. Whereas, like, say, like, a player, like, when they had Nanny, he wouldn't do that to him at all because, like, he knows he's maybe he not that not that type of cat. Yeah. yeah, he's very good at knowing that. Knowing so, exactly. I mean, some some people need the kick up the arse, and some people need mm. the arm around the shoulder. I I mean, 
I always look. But at I don't think is that like when they say that sort of stuff, it's just obvious, though, isn't it? Like, why is like these people like these managers paid loads of money? Obviously, like, um, like why is that such an astounding thing? Like, I, I, I agree, it's a very good thing for managers to have and stuff like that. But why are they acting like it's such a big thing? Like, like, oh, we know this person's that person. Is like, well, I can figure that out. I just think, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think some people, some people just know what buttons to push and people mm. to get the best out of them. I mean, for example, I mean, I know in work, if people keep hammering me, mm. you know, being real negative towards me, not encourage, you know, you know, I'll, I'll generally sulk and won't won't do as well. Mm. But if people try and big me up, okay, you can be critical of me, but but you're sort of encouraging me at the same time, you know, telling me what my strengths are. Mm. And I'll come out of the meeting feeling better, feeling more motivated to do, more, excuse me, motivated to do well for that person. If somebody's just, got a scowl on their face always at me and hammering me. I mean, I'll, I'll down tools pretty quickly. Mm. So I suppose it's it's knowing your players and what they respond to. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm sure he didn't always get it right. But I, I mean, I know at Cantona, apparently the story is at Cantona, he used to let him get away with murder. Mm. Just because Eric was a free spirit. And, mm. you know, yeah, it's you been couldn't a lot treat of Eric Cantona like you treated Phil Neville, you know? Mm. Um, so yeah, uh, I mean, man, man management is unquestionably a very, very important part of management. And I think, to be honest, Klopp, I think that's what he has in him more so than, than maybe any tactical nice is he can get his players motivated. Um, yeah, so like the whole... They, um, want, they want to do well for him. They want to impress him. You know, they want to be in his good mm. books. Um, and he... Let's say that the whole Oxlade-Chamberlain thing where I think... I think it was... I mean, obviously we only know what we've been told, but like I, I think the whole idea was that... Um, what was it? That Arsenal um, offered him more money. Mm-hmm. 180 just, grand a week is yeah like available. I think that's what we've been told and he mm-hmm. decided to go to Liverpool instead because he wants to play for Liverpool like, I think he was a supporter before anyway and um, and because he saw the way Klopp manages the team and was that type of manager and uh, that says a lot about him then, doesn't yeah, it yeah I mean I think but I think it would have been very very easy for Ox to stay at Arsenal sign the new contract mm. Continue on as he's doing, you know, be in and out of the side, score the occasional goal, although they were, they were pretty seldom at Arsenal. You know, occasionally get top four under Wenger, mm. you know, and, and, and get in the England squad. Probably not start for England, but get in the squad and, and, you know, have a nice life. And to his credit, you know, he decided he wasn't going to do that. He was going to uh, try and improve as a player and get the most out of his career because it is a short career. And, um, I think we we spoke about this a lot was, as well. Just quickly before, yeah. it was a risky move for Ox in the sense that the debate when we signed Ox was why did we sign him? Where is he going to play? Is he going to play out wide? Yeah, he, he wants play to play centre mid, doesn't well, he? I think people just thought with Coutinho there at the time, um, with Henderson there, with Lalana who who was in good form last season, um. You know, Wijnaldum, Milner, mm. Mane, Salah. People were like, just didn't know where he was going to get in the team. Mm. And he's, he's. I mean, I know by the recent injury. I mean, you would you consider him on an equal par, mm. even ahead of some of those players now, which is to his credit. But it was possible that Ox could have come up to Liverpool, and it, and it wouldn't have worked out for him, and he would have been on the bench, and it would have been quite similar to Arsenal. But he took that risk and a, and a pay cut, I believe. I believe he's only earning one two five at Liverpool or something. Mm. Um. Yeah, no, it was it was a big risk, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I guess like with most things in f- football, when you do that type of job, everything's a risk, really, isn't it? But I think now that thing is going, I think what a lot of people have been saying is how that people won't be comfortable there anymore now. 
Um, yeah, I think so those players have been yeah. there. So like mm-hmm. Wilshire, Ramsey, and stuff. Although I, I would say like Ramsey had a very good season. Mm. There was one season where I remember him playing. Was it 2013-14 Ramsey? And he was amazing. Actually, I was like, where did all this skill come from? Mm. And then they got injured. And he had a leg break, and then they just kind of up and down since then. And then he came back. But so I'm sidetracking now. I think what, what I want to say before actually was um we talk about this a lot, and I think a lot of other people do as well. How um what like. Say so this is a good example of like Oxlade and Arsenal, Liverpool. And that. Okay, so if we talk about a period of four years where it's like Arsenal won three FA Cups and Liverpool been playing better football and won anything though. Mm-hmm. So is it like as I feel as as fans, it's like the uh, just winning trophies is like amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, but then say like Tottenham, Liverpool, for instance, they've they've been playing better football but they haven't really won anything they've been better league positions as mm-hmm. well so I mean in your life for me I'd say I think winning trophies is better um, but then that comes at a price as well because say like Mourinho will win trophies but his football's not that attractive so like well, where do you stand on that like, well, like it's in like terms of, you like I'd like to have both wouldn't you <laughs> I'll, I'll sum it up for you this way yeah ideally you want to win trophies and play attacking entertaining football mm. Um, in terms of how important is silverware, depends on the silverware. Yeah. I mean, to me, there's only really two competitions that matter mm. in club football anymore, and that's the Premier League mm. and the European Cup or the Champions League, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think the FA Cup has is not not what it used to be. It hasn't been since at best the late the early two thousands. You know or at worst, the 1990s. Um, I think the new Wembley Stadium is a horrible venue. I don't I don't think people really feel that bond with Wembley as in they did with the old Wembley, mm. which, you know, for all its flaws, was a beautiful stadium. Everybody my age has great memories of Euro 96 and, and FA Cup finals in the 1990s there, when the FA Cup final was a massive day out. Um, and it, it's really just not anymore. And I think there's very little distinction for me now between the League Cup and the FA Cup. I think winning one is almost as good as the other. Uh, you don't get into the Champions League for winning either of them. You don't get financial rewards, so there's no chance of you signing better players because mm. you won the FA Cup, etc. So for me, it depends on the silverware. Um, <clears throat> if you're asking me, would I prefer to play attacking football and finish second in the league or play boring football? And win the league. Yeah, that's what it boils down to, isn't it? I'll answer it this way for you. In Over a season, mm. I would probably prefer the boring football to win the league. But over a series of seasons, I'd probably take the attacking football, the football that we play now, because mm. sometimes after I watch Liverpool play at the moment, I can't stop thinking about it for days because of the attacking football I've seen. I feel the magic, you know. That's what football is about. It's an entertainment product at the end of the day. Mm. And if I feel elated with my football team because of what I've seen on the pitch, then to me that's worth more than, you know, beating Wigan, West Ham, Bournemouth and Grimsby on the way to a final, being real negative and then winning on penalties against Southampton one day out in an FA Cup. Nice to win it, but for me it's that attacking football over a season. Mane, Firmino... Salah, all getting 30 goals plus 
mm. in one season, ripping teams to shreds. You know, th- to me that that's magic, and that's that's what does it for me. Yeah. Um. I mean, this argument about you know, if Liverpool were within the League Cup, then it would just put. Okay, regardless. To me, it's regardless of the League Cup and FA Cup. Then say like just the league. Then like, would you? So I guess from what you you were saying, it sounds like, um, for one season, just we're talking about league and Champions League here now because that's I think people can agree that they're, they're the important ones. Mm-hmm. Um, like, okay, for one season, it sounds like you you'd be happy to play like that Mourinho type football, like mm-hmm. very pragmatic mm-hmm. type football, safety first type football. But you have to remember, and um, and win the league in one season, mm-hmm. or um. And then, then like the next few seasons go well. I want to win in an attacking style way now. Like, I mm-hmm. want to play better football. I'd rather take a step back. So you you would you'd rather that dynamic just win it at least once, whatever way you can. I I also I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I mean, I think the best way to win in football is to be attacking, um, mm. because if you scoring goals is is one of the hardest things to do in football. Yeah, I guess so, Man City have done it, haven't they? They've played great football and won the league, so obviously it can be done, and it has been I done. Mean, I think historically most teams that have won things have been good going forward. I mean, mm. Liverpool, 70s and 80s, the teams were very, very attacking, mm. um, scored lots of goals. Man United's teams in the 90s and 2000s, you would hardly say they were defensive. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was the most the most exciting brand of football I've ever seen, but they were relatively attacking teams, scored mm. lots of goals. I mean, sometimes they were very exciting when they had Beckham, Giggs, and... Mm. You know, Kinchelskis and Cantona, you know, they they did have exciting teams just because I hate Man United, I can't really deny them that. Um Arsenal had were were you know wonderfully attacking teams late nineties, early two thousands as mm. well. Um and also I have experience of this as a fan in the sense I've probably more experience of this than anyone as a fan. I was a Liverpool fan when Jared Julio was in charge and Rafa Benitez was in charge, mm. who are equally, if not more, pragmatic than Mourinho was. Yeah. Mourinho won more trophies because he had, in my opinion, bigger budgets. I mean, if Julier or Benitez had, had bigger budgets in time, whilst they did make some poor signings, I'm quite convinced they would have they would have won even more than they did. Yeah. They did win quite a bit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, for me, like I said, I mean, people say, oh, Klopp doesn't win a trophy soon. I, I, I don't know. I mean, to me, the love for Klopp just seems to be going up at the moment and we haven't won anything yet. Um, I mean, you're quite right. People might ask that question in a couple of years, but I think most Liverpool fans admit now that Klopp had had a bit of a rebuilding job to do. And two and a half years in, people see the progress. They feel the magic leaving the stadium. Mm. You know, they get that sense of entertainment. They feel good and proud about their football team. I think that's what's important. I don't think Liverpool finishing seventh or eighth in the league and and scraping a league cup mm. would would I do that? And I, and I I, I find it. A, crazy than anyone would yeah so we look at right like top six right um at the end of the day i guess that's what most most of the fans out there that's who they support mm-hmm. <laughs> like all the, the so we look at so we're trying like like if we spoke about the ratings of liverpool we look at like man city so we like rate their season obviously and say like um like, who, who, should, who should they bring like what what who should they replace there like if, if they had to if they had to bring in like one or two players, what positions do you reckon they should bring in? I think the only place they probably need to strengthen mm. is defence. They probably need to sign a centre-back. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, and in midfield, mm. they have a couple of 
I mean, I think Yaya Torre is leaving. I know he didn't really play too many games, but... Mm. Uh, and I think Fernandinho is probably 32, 33 now. So, oh, really? I think they might think of, of bringing somebody in there. Mm. I think, I mean, up front, I know Aguero uh, has had problems with injuries and things like that. So they might think they need to bring in a bit of cover. Mm. But I think Guardiola said recently, I mean, he said, you know, if, if, if you want to play the kind of football that we aspire to play, it's it's expensive to do so. You know, you need to regularly keep bringing in the best players each summer in order to maintain those standards. So mm. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Man City just stockpile talent, bring in talent just for the sake of having talent, just to just yeah. so they can roll off, roll it off the bench, mm. keep keep everybody on their toes. I kind of expect that from Man City this year. I, I don't think he'll be sitting there going, oh, we don't need strength there and there. I think he'll just want to bring in four or five mm. top players and, and let the let the chips fall do you think you know, wherever, they, wherever they may be in terms of who will get in or out of his side? Do you think they're deserving of a um, like an A plus then, like review of the year, or um, um, or like I guess because they didn't go through the Champions League and FA Cup? I think I think give them an A. I wouldn't say A plus. I wouldn't though. give them an A plus um, because they've spent so much money. Mm. Um, you know, it would have been. You would have. I mean, you, everybody. I think. Would have expected City to win the league this year before a game, before a ball was even kicked. Mm. Based on he had that one year before to kind of get used to the Premier League, figure it mm. all out. He'd strengthen what he needed to strengthen. Um, I mean, they won the double or a double of sorts with the League Cup, but yeah, I mean the 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 disappointment in Europe will does take a bit of a shine off the season, purely because they had been so good in the league people would have expected them to go a bit deeper in Europe. And also the fact that he's won two European Cups as manager for Barcelona. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they've had a terrific season. Will they be able to sustain it next year? I think possibly they can if they spend money, a lot of money, so, to, like, to keep those standards high. The spine high. of the team, like the centre, a centre-back and a, another midfielder. Yeah, I'd agree. I think yeah. so. I think the spine, centre back, centre mid, striker, those kind of regions. So I, I think, think they've covered full backs and wingers. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think they like so good. Yeah. Uh, wingers, you know, I think they have a very good generic footballer. But yeah, I think they'll probably try and strengthen that spine a little bit. Like, okay, well, Manu in second place. Um, so. I think Man United will look to spend money again this summer. Um, don't know how much. I, mean, I think we were saying last night after watching that game, definitely. Um, need like a prolific sort of centre-back. And I think for too many years now, they've had the, the Smallins and the, the Jones, which are, I'd say they're above average good players. Um, but I feel like, you know, when they're that, that sort of level, you want like, you know, like that star centre-back. The, the, the brilliance of David De Gea has masked a lot of their problems defensively. Mm. Um, I mean, they are still one of the better sides defensively in the league. Uh, I mean, Man United fans, for example, seem to rate Eric Bailey or Bailly, I don't know how you pronounce his name, but seem to rate him quite highly. I think he's been quite good from what I've seen. Yeah. um, But yeah, I think you're probably right. They they would probably like to get another centre back in. And the only problem is there's not, and this is true of all the teams in the top six, when you actually look around the leagues, think about who could we get in as centre backs that would improve what we have. I mean, it's 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 slim pickings. I mean, you have to go to other leagues. Are, I mean, top teams are really cons- thinking about Johnny Evans. He's not necessarily a bad player, mm. but at the end of the day, he was sold by Man United to West Brom for a reason. Yeah. Um, I think he for yeah. I, 
I think it'd be a good another addition. But like, if yeah. you're looking to strengthen, I guess it might maybe for other teams in the league, maybe not the top I mean, six teams. I'll be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if he went back to United. Because apparently he's a three million pound release clause if they get relegated. Mm. Uh, Mourinho, you know, my view him is a bit of a Gary Cahill type player. I mean, Gary Cahill was brought into Chelsea, mm. um, and you know became a very very good centre back. But, you know, he was probably considered solid, if unspectacular, when he first came in, and he really improved. I think Mourinho will look at somebody like Johnny Evans and go, yeah, he's a solid, solid centre-back. He's played at this club before. He's got the experience. You know, he's affordable. It's probably better than what we have, or some of what we have. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think I wouldn't be surprised if Arsenal, Liverpool, Man City, they're all they're all looking at him as somebody who could come in mm. and do a job. So, you say centre-back. Um, I, I'd say as well, like, a, a centre-mid. Um, oh, listen, I mean, United they... United have struggled for midfielders since mm. Roy Keane left. Mm. Um, I mean, and Carrick is going now as well. Again, I know he hasn't played too many games. Um, I mean, listen, they've, they've struggled in centre midfielder for years. They've, always, they've had the wrong balance. Pogba's a terrific talent, um, but, you know, he's not somebody who, who can play that deep, deep-lying playmaker role at six. I think he's more of a free spirit. You kind of need to let him roam and do his own thing. Yeah, like ideally in a free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if you're going to play Matic and Pogba, then you need to play both of them in a three. Because Matic is terrific on the ball. He doesn't really have the legs. Pogba doesn't naturally want to play that sit number six role. Mm. So he needs to be allowed to roam free. Matic can do his thing, but you need somebody with legs and energy and power alongside those two. Um, I think Marshall, terrific talent, but I, I think he's the odd one out at the moment. I, I don't see him having a future at United. I think for his own sake, he'd better move on. Rashford is the better prospect. He's English, he's a local lad. Yeah, it's just, it's, from what we were saying last well. night, I think it's just a decision-making with him. Like it, It's all there. Mm-hmm. I think it's just... Uh, sorry, like, you're talking about Marshall or Rashford? No, sorry, Rashford. Like, mm-hmm. Everyone can see it's all there, the talent, the skill, everything. He's, he's very mm-hmm. good. It's just... Uh, it's just a decision making when it comes down to it. It feels like it needs to be a bit more automatic, more than I feel like he's weighing up too much in his head when you see it, and then like the moment's gone. Mm. And I think you can see that a lot with young players. Um, so like, yeah, for for him, it'll hit a point where it'll just come automatically to him, mm-hmm. and uh, and then it, then they'll everyone see that the, like a very good, very good player. Yeah, I mean. Sanchez as well. I think he's been disappointing since he's come in, um, and I remember I made this argument to you at the time, just before he was leaving Arsenal. That you know, it's highly likely Sanchez's best years are behind him, and he's already past his peak. Mm. Because last year he was terrific; he was nearly unplayable at times, and also the year before. But the first half of the season at Arsenal, it was, his form wasn't really great at all. I think he was injured as well. He mm. was injured as well, and there was this cloud hanging over him about will he leave, will he stay, etc., etc. Mm. But I often wondered, was that an excuse being made for the fact that he was actually past his peak? And I think now that he's joined United and it hasn't really worked out for him, you know, that argument is strengthened. And I suppose we'll have to wait and see next season how he how he performs. Um, and I know United fans think they don't. One of the reasons they don't like Mourinho is he seems to ruin wingers. Whenever they've brought in wingers, um, you know he's just he's destroyed their confidence oh, or, like or made them track back too much or yeah. You know, Mikitarian, for example, a brilliant player came in from Dortmund. You know, mm. it was a shadow of himself under Mourinho. Mm. Um, Rashford, Marshall, you know, 
Anthony Marshall looked like one of the best young talents in world football when mm. uh, yeah, the, I really wanted him to go to Arsenal days and you know it hasn't really happened for him in two years under Mourinho mm. um, I mean up front United have Lukaku you know, he's a sort of a route one pragmatic striker don't think he worked particularly hard for the team early on but he seems to be working a bit harder and, he, and the thing about Lukaku I mean I he's not one of them strikers that puts the fear of God into me mm. but his his goal ratio season in season out you know is pretty damn good so yeah he's, a, he's an odd one isn't he because like you you look at him playing you think he could be like you feel like he could be better but then you look at his stats and it's like it's, it's really good yeah, and I think it was the choice at the start of the season for United was between Morata and Lukaku. And if you look how the two of them have, have played, mm. you know, Lukaku seems to have been the better the better signing. I think a lot of United fans would have actually preferred Morata at the time because they saw Lukaku as a bit of a battering ram, mm. route one, you know, and they, they didn't really want to go down that route. They saw Morata as maybe the more skillful player, yeah, which he possibly is. Um, but in terms of an effective striker season after season, to me, there's no comparison. Lukaku is, is the man. So for Man United, then, like, we're saying that we're, we're guessing they probably need a um, a centre-back, another centre-back. I, I guess maybe a left-back, because Ashley yeah, is playing I mean, I there. Think, I, think, I think Luke Shaw will probably move on. Mm. Um, or he should think about moving on, um, because he doesn't seem to have a great relationship with Mourinho. Yeah, I mean, I have, I mean, I think a lot of it's media speculation, but I'd say yeah, for them, like centre back, left back, centre mid, I'd say that that those three are fine. And yeah, if, I mean, I, I think it's just again, it's just that that spine. They have lots of generically good footballers, good mm. fullbacks, wingers, they got good squad. They're a decent squad. I mean, you saw them last night. Even when they lost to Brighton at times, they were you know they were able to pass the ball around well. Mm. I I just think it's that, but it's it's it, they've been on. We don't know their best eleven. Team is a bit imbalanced. How would you rate their season? I mean, for me, I'd um, I guess I we're kind of talking prematurely. It depends how the FA Cup final goes, but um, I'd yeah, get, I mean, I'd give I, them, I'd give them like a like a B. I mean, I even think even if they win the FA Cup, they've still had a pretty poor season, and if they get to the Champions League, I mean, this is a, this is a manager who's come in, who was who was who was brought in to restore United to their supposed perch or rightful, rightful place in the footballing world. Mm. And this is the end of his second season now. Um, he spent an incredible amount of money. Um, the football has been dour. Fans have been leaving Old Trafford unimpressed, unhappy. And, you know, just because he's won the Europa League, the League Cup, the FA Cup, I mean, I think really United fans aren't really fooled by that. You know, they want to be doing well in the Premier League and the Champions League. Yeah. And when I say doing well, A, being competitive and B, entertaining. And that's why, I mean, you asked me a question about silverware compared to, to, to being entertained, which is more important. Yeah. You only have to speak to any Man United fan and what they feel about Jose Mourinho and Man United at the moment to give you an answer on that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a bit... And I think other fans out there, there's probably the fans of the other teams, say outside the top six, probably like being in their 30s or 40s and never seen a trophy in their life. Um, and uh, it's funny how they're probably looking at Man United fans saying, why are you so, why are you so, why is it so doom and gloom with Mourinho? You're winning trophies, but yeah, they're still upset. They want 
they remember free-flowing attacking football that may not used exactly. to Exactly, and when you've been used to that for 20 years mm. um, and been given great excitement and enjoyment from it, you know, it's very difficult to, to accept anything anything mm. less. And I, I think if the football was more exciting, mm. but the trophies were less frequent, you know, they, they, they would... They would probably be okay with that. I think what they can't accept is be second-rate trophies, i.e., Europa League, League Cup, FA Cup, and playing badly. Um, when I say badly, in terms of being dull, is what I mean more so than grinding out results, because their league form is actually not been too bad. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think United have had a great couple of seasons. How would you rate this season then? Uh, like A, B, C? No, would you? Would you go for? I said B. I'd say B minus. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I was being a bit more generous. <laughs> mm-hmm. Obviously, they're the better season than Arsenal. But um, we've, we've talked about Liverpool. I guess sorry, I'm going to skip them because I mm-hmm. think we kind of spoke about them earlier. Sure. Yeah, but like, mm-hmm. um, like Spurs. Um, I think Spurs have a very very strong squad slash team. Um, I, think I feel like with them, I though, I feel like they season. got rid of like. One or two, like if, if Ericsson and Kane left, I reckon they'll be back in, back into the ways of what they were. Yeah, I mean, you could probably say that about a lot of the top teams if you took X, Y, and Z out. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think for most of my life, Spurs have been pretty ordinary. Pretty yeah. Shit. I mean, they were probably more often in the bottom half of the table than the top half of the table. Mm. Um. So I think what Pochettino has done there to consistently have them in the top four, mm. playing some decent football. Maybe not quite as exciting as Liverpool or Man City's football, but some decent football. Mm. Um, you know, I think he's done terrific. Who do, you, who do you think they need then? Who do you think? Um... Well, I actually think the biggest challenge for Spurs now is rather than bringing anyone in, it's going to be holding on to some of their players. Yeah, I because... can't look at their team. I think I, I, who would I replace there? I think they're actually as a squad. I think they're all, all right. Like I, don't, I think maybe they brought that more in. I think they need to bring in just better depth. So yeah, I think you could argue they they don't need much. They probably just need to fill out the squad. But the mm-hmm. only thing is, I think that Spurs squad or side has been together for a while now. It's been yeah. pretty you know, steady. And I know they're moving to a new stadium for next season. Um, there's probably a bit of excitement about that. But I think a lot of the Spurs players will be wondering, you know, we've been together for three or four years. We haven't won anything. Some but of they're playing, that's what we go back to, they're playing great football. Yeah, about... Um, I think the only reason I say it's slightly different for Spurs in terms of silverware, it's because they've been together for a while and it hasn't quite happened for them in terms of trophies. So I think some of them who aren't getting a bit younger in that squad will be thinking, um, as a, you know, as where, a, where is this going? You yeah. know, where, where are we ultimately going to end up? Are we going to, are we, have we reached our peak? Are we going to start slipping back now? You know, is the club going to, because they've got the new stadium, which is presumably going to eat up some resources in the short term. Mm. You know, are we going to keep spending to, to, to keep us challenging or are we just going to try and maintain our position? And we also know that a lot of the Spurs squad are underpaid relative to their peers. Yeah. So I think there will be, I think it's possible you could see, uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not necessarily saying Ericsson or Kane, but I think the likes of Alderweireld, yeah, I think Danny, Danny, Danny Rose, um, mm. You know, people like that, I think it's possible you could see these guys looking for a move, you know, because they'll probably look at someone like Kyle Walker and go, he left at the right time. Um, you know, he went to Man City and he's yeah. won, he's won the league and he's probably on more money. You know, if it worked yeah. out for him, why why can't it work out for us? So, As a player, you want to look back on your career and say, I 
like I won this, this, and this. Not like this season we played great football. Again, I, 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 I don't think that's the only thing people want to look back on their careers. I think they want. I think a they want to look back and be proud of their career. Um, I mean, for example, otherwise you'd have people just who are happy to sit on the bench just to get the medals. Yeah, Do you know that way and Feels play five or ten games a season. Yeah, so I, I've never really bought that argument that it's all about. Ideally, you want both. You want to be an important member of the team, mm. feeling like you're a part of something. And if you can go on and have a bit of success and win trophies, then brilliant. You want you want all those elements. But I've never ever agreed with the idea of all a player wants to look back at the end of their career is a bunch of medals mm. that they, you know, they could have just been winning by association. I, I've never bought into that. Yeah, I guess. Maybe my example earlier is kind of really cutting it down the middle on two sides, and I mean you're you're quite good in the sense that you, like you're saying both of them together is the most ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, like with my work and that, like it's it's definitely what I was saying. But like I get the most satisfaction out of my job when I feel I'm important to the company, mm-hmm. and I feel like I, I play a good role there. And mm-hmm. I am um, so obviously I'm not a footballer, so like I I can't really speak about the game like as a player. But like um, just me and my job, like when I know that. I contribute something and people will come to me and they want something and, and it's, I get a sense of pride to that and I could look back on like a week's work or like or whatever and just feel proud of that. So yeah, I, I agree with that, definitely. Yeah, um, I, mean, I, I think all of us in life, all we want to do is feel like we're a part of something. Yeah, like um, that's all community, mm-hmm. like regardless of work. Or I mean, I remember I always think back to when Stephen Gerrard came close to moving to Chelsea mm. and he said the reason why he didn't go was because okay yes he could go to Chelsea and more like in, in all likelihood he would have finished his career with much much more silverware purely because of the financial cloud that they had but he he remembers thinking but at the end of the day when I go back to Liverpool where I'm from who would want to see any of these medals who am I going to show them to Do you know what I mean nobody will want to see them and um, so based on that you know it'll mean nothing you know he could come back with three Premier Leagues three FA Cups when he moves back from London to Liverpool, showing everybody in his hometown his medals and, and, and nobody will care, nobody wants to see Yeah, him. I guess for him it mattered to do it with Liverpool. Exactly, yeah, and that's what I mean. It's it's. I guess it depends on the type of player as well. So, like, for instance, like, um, I think, um, was it on Arsenal Fan TV, they were talking about um, Adeboyo, um, which I think is a great example of that, like someone different. Uh, I, I can tell you what trophies he's won, I, I can't remember. But, um, like, where he's moved about quite a lot, like where would he go back to and say like who would be proud of him so I think like to say like Arsenal fans Spurs fans City fans like yeah the bar's always one way but like where is he going to come back to and be like that that sort of hero type thing or like yeah exactly um I mean I think you want to you want to have a bond with the fans of any club Mm -hmm. that you've played for and I know for again just I don't mean to keep referring back to Liverpool but a lot of the ex-players stay involved in some shape or form around the club be it as mm. pundits or ambassadors or the youth team or just generally being active as, as journalists or, or commentators following Liverpool or, or at after dinner events where Liverpool, ex-Liverpool players speak and stuff like that so they feel that affinity that bond with the club mm. you're quite right somebody like Adebayor who I would consider a mercenary yeah I mean, totally was, different he was, he was a terrific skilled player you know no question about that, but you know he's he's almost he's detested by detested or else people just not that bothered by him one way or the other by by the teams he played for. So yeah, 
Um, I guess it depends by you, because I guess to some footballers out there, it's just a job. Mm. Whereas I think maybe to others, it's a bit more. But yeah, I mean, okay, like, like Spurs season then. But um, I mean, for me, I'd probably give, I guess, a B again. Mm. I mean, but I mean, it's just it goes down to that age old question, like how, like, the, the, what we talk about, like the trophies or playing well. And uh, um, I still give them a B. I think I'd be interested to see them next season. But yeah, it's a, it turns about their squad as well. What do you think? More, more depth in the squad. Um, I couldn't really pick any position they really need, but it depends who goes. I guess another centre back if uh, how the world goes. I, um, I, I do think you'll start to see. I mean, one thing that I've always I don't know how Spurs are good about. Anytime Liverpool's players do well, Salah, whoever, there's oh Madrid are interested or 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 he's yeah. going to look for a move. You don't see that with Spurs. With Liverpool, I think we both be in agreement. Liverpool is a much much bigger club than Spurs. Mm, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like the history of everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, even just supporters worldwide. I mean, yeah. No comparison. Liverpool mm. is an institution. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Spurs are a big, big English club, but globally, historically, you know, they're, they're nothing on Liverpool. I'll say that like, so even in London, they're doing better than Chelsea and Arsenal, but I'll say Chelsea and Arsenal are just generally a bigger club than them, regardless of how well they're Oh, so. definitely. Yeah. I mean, to me, Chelsea and Arsenal are bigger clubs than Spurs, mm. no question. Um, but I, I, I don't know how they, they've avoided the speculation about Kane, Ali, Ericsson, these players start to leave. You know, the media seem to have given them a bit of a pass. But I think you will, because that squad have been together a while now, I think mm. you will start to see a bit more of that. And there will, you know, they will, they will come under the same pressures that other clubs have, have come under. And I think one thing that has saved them is their stars don't seem to be from South America. So that means they don't have this affinity or this obsession with Real Madrid and Barcelona mm. that Suarez, Coutinho, etc. have had. So that has saved them, I think, very much so. How would you rate them? Uh, what grade would you give them then? I think they've had a good season. I give them a B plus. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I've been a bit harsh, a bit more harsh then. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> I, I think they've had a good season in the sense that they've they've had a good season for a couple of years now. And the fact that they've, you know, more or less been able to maintain that. Mm. Um, okay, I'm sure they would have liked to be closer to second rather than, than fourth. But uh, I think that they, they've had a pretty good season considering things. Yeah. Well, but, um, They'll be I disappointed guess... with, with how the Europe thing went. Um, yeah. Against yeah. Juve. But Spurs as a club don't have that experience in Europe that a Liverpool or a Man United do have. Mm. And I think that has counted against them. Well, um, uh, going to like Chelsea now, um, very disappointing season for them. Um, I think they've like brought the wrong people in. I guess it's a question of, uh, I guess the general feeling was like the manager didn't want some of these players, and it was kind of decided for him, like who was brought in, and uh, and he's kind of. I don't know really. I mean, for them, yeah, I'd say they're a disappointing season. Um, definitely like I, C grade. It seems like it's very up and down there. Like one season they're doing great, one season they're not doing so great. No real consistency season season. But then like they're still winning the league every now and again, so that's great for them. In terms of players, um, again, I don't really... Ugh, definitely in a strike... Like the Morata and Giroud thing is just not... They're, they're all right, but I think they need a better striker. I think that Diego Costa gone just they still left a gap. Yeah, I think um, no question they've missed him massively. He's yeah. of such an like, upset that Arsenal went out, 
but like a, but he's a, he's such a handful of a player. Like yeah. there's just so many things he does in the game, just dictate he's the a game. Leader on the pitch, mm. um, in, in in his own kind of way. He's the kind of player who you would have seen opposite you in the tunnel and he would scare the shit out of you. Yeah, you would not want to play against him. Mm-hmm. Whereas not... Morata, you know, a decent technical player, but, you know, he's no Diego Costa. Mm. Um, I think the thing about Chelsea is Chelsea have reached the model that made Chelsea successful from 2003 to 2017 has run its course in the sense that Abramovich was so wealthy relative to the other owners. Mm. It was pocket change to him. He could just put in this money to buy these players. I think that era is coming to an end in the sense that players are now becoming too expensive relative to his wealth. Yeah. And I think new rules about financial fair play and all that sort of stuff has made Chelsea's task more difficult mm. to, to be able to dominate the other teams in, in the Premier League financially like had been going on like Man City for example have emerged now had more money than Chelsea Man United commercially are such a successful thing Liverpool now you're starting to see have more money than they've had before you know I'm sure Arsenal will have their day as well um, so I think the model that Chelsea was premised on is, is sort of finished and they're going to go in a different direction now and that is going to be utilising their loan army um, um trying to develop young players. I think you'll probably see Abramovich give managers longer stints, give them more time, not demand yeah. that instant success that maybe they have in the past. So I think you could see Chelsea going after a Brendan Rodgers type type player, or manager rather. Mm. Who, do you, um, who do you think they need then for next season? Like what, what players? Um, I think there's question marks over, you know, with the, if, if they don't qualify for the Champions League, which is a possibility, um, mm. strong possibility. Then I think you might see Hazard wanting to go. You might see Villian wanting to go. Mm. People like that. So I think they have two jobs again. One is keeping their players, mm. and B, um, in terms of bringing players in, I'm not. I don't know how attractive Chelsea is at the moment because of the manager situation. Yeah. Um, because the football that they played this season under Conte hasn't been great. Um, mm. you know, I mean. Earlier in the season, didn't we saw several players last summer turn Chelsea down? Was it Oxlade Chamberlain? Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's other examples. I can't remember one. I know, I know the Ox one. Yeah, where mm. they were keen on him. Yeah. So I mean, Lukaku actually was another one. I think as well. Oh, he really? turned them down. They tried to get him. So yeah, I mean, uh, Chelsea. I think there's a bit of a rebuilding job there. Um, I don't think they've had a great season. I mean, you could still argue when everyone's fit, they might have the best 11. I think they definitely need in the league. Uh, def- defenders against centre backs. Again. Yeah, defend- defenders seem, uh, yeah, seem to be saying that a lot about these clubs. Yeah, they're centre backs. So. I, think, I think a lot of teams have struggled defensively this year mm. with mistakes that they wouldn't ordinarily make. So mm. I think I think Chelsea will, will need to strengthen at the back and, and up, up top and fill out the squad a bit. I think Chelsea actually need quite There's a bit. A lot of work to be done. Yeah, but I—I I mean, based on what they did last season, I think they overachieved last year. Mm. Um, I, I mean, I'd—I'd I'd give them a C. To be honest, so it's been—I think a C's been a bit too. Yeah, fair. I mean, re- relative to their own standards, um, they have slipped off a bit. I—I'd I, give them a C plus. Yeah. Yeah. You like the pluses? Mm, I do. <laughs> yes, I think it's—it's. You like being fair. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, enough of Chelsea then. <laughs> uh, I guess like the last top six now. This is um, I guess. I'm not going to speak better than the other teams, really. We're mm-hmm. just going to speak about Arsenal now. Sure. Just their season. Um, yeah, obviously disappointing. 
Um, I don't know how I felt when I was going into the season. It's just obviously when it came out, Fenger's going to stay for another couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, it's this whole season, so I think of kind of mirroring um, other fans. It's just been a bit apathetic, just been like, I think I was speaking about the other night where, um, like, when I first got into football when uh, we had the Invincibles, um, I feel like we could beat anyone. And uh, now, losing to Atletico Madrid, and um, like it's just it just feels like oh, we did quite well, you know, but we're obviously not on that level anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we were saying out oh, of the top six, really, it's a reason why I think in the media Arsenal get like bashed a lot. It's just I think they're the only real team that's had a decline. Um, like in terms of like where like where we are now, I guess Man United, obviously Man United have, but. They seem to be getting back there, like back to sort of winning ways and where they should be. But yeah, I guess um, Arsenal just slowly and like just each season slowly and slowly sort of like losing it. And uh, in terms of like, yeah, I mean, I'd like a D this great this year. And I think in terms of players we need, definitely a new goalkeeper, checks, obviously, almost basics. I think centre backs, Vinny Cashel is obviously, it could be maybe he's sending this career ending. Mustafi, I'd like to see under a different manager. I think because he's obviously, even though he wasn't like like renowned in the Germany squad, he's still a World Cup winner. So maybe another right back. I think Bellerin's okay, but I think we could possibly get someone better defensive midfielder. I mean, I, I know I like Shaka, but I think he just he needs to up his pace a bit. I think he could be great if he's just a bit bit more sharper. Um, definitely an now now wing, a winger as well because when I see us play, like he got Ozil on the right. Obviously a great player, but um, I don't know. I want to see someone who's just like hugging the touchline, and like like Asano hey, does. The main yeah, yeah. I just want to know someone like that because um, all our players like Mkhitaryan, Ozil, all these people, people that go or Welbeck are going aside. They're, they're not like Welbeck, like started as a striker. Mkhitaryan's just sort of like attacking mid. Like, they got the title of being out there, like on right. This guy plays right. Mm-hmm. This guy plays left, but. They're not out-and-out winners. I want like a Sane type character who's mm-hmm. just like always on, always out there and always like and got pace to be. So I want like a pacey winner. So there's like six or seven players we need, but I think it's all going to be... It's hard, I, it's I, hard I, to say because I, 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 think... I want to know what manager we're going to get first, but I think there's definitely six or seven players we need. I don't, oh. I don't really want to go into like, oh, who we should get rid of because I've... Like I, I want to see, I'll, I want to see how I'll, these players do. I'll quite happily definitely... go into that, that <laughs> element for you. I, I want to see exactly. how these players do under a different manager. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, just def- yeah. definitely yeah, definitely six seven players. I mean, I think the kind of rebuild that Arsenal do this summer will depend on two things: a, mm. who they bring in as a manager and his style, mm. and b, how much money they have to spend. Um, mm. I think it's pretty obvious if Arsenal want to spend serious money, they're going to have to get rid of some players. Um, for me, Peter Cech, he's he's long past his best. Yeah, you need no, a great. That's what I said. Yeah. So, so I'm sure Arsenal are looking around Europe to find a new goalkeeper. Um, Koscielny, for me, he's past his best. Mustafi, for me, not good enough. Um, I, I, I don't know. I just, I just think I want to see what he's like on a different manager. The thing about someone like Mustafi, though, is because he's not, you know, he's still got a good few years left in him. As you yeah. said, he has got the, the World Cup winner, um, <laughs> you know, thing to his CV. Um you know, you could probably still get an okay fee for him. And if Arsenal need to raise funds to go into the transfer market, he's one I'd be looking to get rid of. Mm. 
Um, Bellerin uh, is one I, I'd probably also get rid of, to be honest. I, I've not been impressed with him, really, when I've seen him play. I mean, I yeah. know he's, he's still a young player, but I think you could probably get a decent fee for Bellerin. Mm. So I would probably get rid of him. Uh, Kalasnach, I think, potentially just needs a new manager to give him a kick up the arse. Yeah, that's why I didn't even get touch left-back side. Mm-hmm. I think Monreal could do another season. Um, and he's he's probably been our best best player this year, which is something a bit sad yeah. to say. If you left back, your best I mean, player. <laughs> let's assume you can't rebuild a, a back five in one summer, all of them. Yeah. So I think you're going to have to bring in three: a goalkeeper, a centre back, and a right back. Yeah. And then sell sell the other ones who are no good, and move on. And then I would just move into midfield. And if there's still problems, so be it. Try and sort it out in the, in the following window or the window mm. after. Um. Midfield, uh, I mean, how, I don't know how many years we've said this about Arsenal now, but you need some steel, some bite in midfield. Mm. Haven't really had any since Patrick Vieira left. Mm. Um, you know, I think if you, you need combative, aggressive, physical players in central midfield. But the thing about Arsenal, we've, it's been so blindingly obvious that they've needed these kind of players. For so many years now, that it, you're almost apathetic to suggesting who 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 could be be the solution because they never ever they never they were you know they just never went out and solved the problem that was so bloody obvious to anyone. Yeah. So it's almost like you you almost wouldn't you can't imagine Arsenal going out and signing that type of player because they just haven't haven't done it in ten years. That mm. I, I find it difficult difficult to to wonder who Arsenal would or could go after there. Purely because they just haven't done it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I was just thinking now, like, who, who um, would you bring in in central midfield in Arsenal? Who, who do you who would you see as a, as a perfect candidate to bring in? Who, who who could who could give you that steal, that bite back? I can't remember his name, but I like that guy from Seville. Um, Zanzi. Yeah. Yeah. He's I like one potentially. Who, who you could I like him. Um, He's getting on a bit, though. I think he's about twenty nine or thirty. Yeah, it's like there's, there's, I guess we've got Bamian is that like kind of that age as well. We've got um, Mkhitaryan is kind of that age. I don't know. I feel like that. Like, yeah, it's hard. No, trying, it's I hard trying to find that right balance. Right. I mean, that's the type of player I have in my mind. Mm. Whether Nzanzi is the answer, I'm not sure. But th- I think that's the type of player that Arsenal needs to be going after. I think if Jacker was a bit more sharper and a bit more like quicker on the ball and quicker making decisions, you, he, he, could, he could do that. Because in the last few, yeah. say the second half of the... Maybe not second half of the season, but like the last six or seven games I've seen him play, besides the main eyed game, I think he was a tiny bit poor in that game. Like he's, he's done a lot better defensively. I just think he needs to be a bit sharper. Um I'll tell you who's a, who's a player who, who Arsenal should be looking at for mm. that role is Wilfred Ndidi at Leicester. He's only yeah, he thinks he's a good shout. Yeah, I think he, he's aggressive, he's physical. Hasn't he's got the most tackles the this year as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, th- I mean, I'm not saying he's as good as Kante or anything like that, but mm. I think he's that sort of player. And I, I think he's one Arsenal should really look at. Mm. Um, just the last point on, you've just given me an idea as well. I said earlier that Liverpool were looking for cover up front. 
Mm. Player I'd love to see us bring in is Jamie Vardy. I think he leads the line really well. He's another so. example. He's a thirty odd. Now. Yeah, but uh, it's, oh, I, still, I, still, I still think he's probably capable. Of, he's somebody who's just surprised. He's proved everyone wrong his whole career. I think he's somebody who could go on for another couple of years. So, mm. but I think he'd be a good striker for anyone. I, I think he, he leads the line pretty well. He scores goals. He's done it season after season now. So. I guess age is only really relative to um, the player, really, because. Um, so that we watched that Brian game last night, like Glenn Murray, he looked really good, and he's mm. like what thirty odd or something. And mm. I can like... take James Miller for example. He's been one of our best players this season. He's thirty two. Oh he's, really? And he's been yeah. great. Yeah. So yeah, he's got really good. Like I think like the latter pages of um, uh, Man City, and um, when he went to Liverpool, I've just seen a turn of his like. Mm -hmm. I think everyone saw him as just like an average midfielder, but mm -hmm. he's like he's very good now. Mm -hmm. like, I do rate him as a player. He's very good, and he's just so. So um, clinical and professional that whenever you see him do a pass or take a shot or do a cross or anything like that, it's always the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. Like he's just got to that point in his career now. Everything he does is ninety nine point nine percent of the time is the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, um, I guess that's it for the top six or season review. Now, I mean, I guess uh, what I was going to do. Oh, do you really want? Score predictions this weekend, just quickly, just quickly um, do it at the end. So we've got the games there, and I'll, I'll give you a right. So, Stoke Palace, I guess that's kind of interesting. Um, because it's still not decided who's going down. I mean, for me, where is Stoke playing at Stoke? Playing at Stoke, oh, uh, I think a draw, 1 1. Yeah, I'm gonna go for a uh, one all draw. Right, so you've got next game, another one that's similar. There's quite a lot of these on Saturday, actually. It's quite interesting for mm -hmm. the fans of the bottom half of the table. So, you've got um, uh, Bournemouth Swansea. Um, playing at Bournemouth, I, I think I don't know because where Bournemouth came back against Southampton. Uh, uh, oh, did no, it's Southampton. Sorry, Southampton I, won, didn't I they? Think so Swansea are absolutely shit. <laughs> having watched them against Chelsea, so I think I think Bournemouth could beat them. I think Bournemouth will beat them two 0 Yeah, I was surprised that they had a game, a ten game run where they were doing really well, and they might still go down. You know, it's not decided yet. They oh, kind of like they slipped. It's, it's, it's very possible they could go down. Um. Yeah, I, I'm going to go draw again, that one. Yeah, I'm going to go. I think Bournemouth will beat them. I, I don't think Swansea are a good side. Well, I think this game's more interesting. So you've got Leicester against West Ham. Uh, I, I, at home for Leicester. Leicester lost 5-0 last time. Yeah. West Ham need the points. Where's it could it be uh, Is that Leicester? I, I mean, for me, I think... I think Leicester will win that one. I think they need to bounce back from that 5-0. I think like, they'll yeah. go in there like, we need to restore some pride. Yeah. I, I, don't, I just don't think... Um, I, I look at Leicester's squad and I, I think they have some good players. And Didi, they've got Mares, Damare, Gray, I Hardy, think uh, Harry Maguire. I think I think Leicester, for me, for that one. I think West Ham will get a goal, though. I think it'll probably be like a 2-1 or 3-1 to Leicester. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I, I, I'm going to go 3-1 uh, Leicester. So we've got um, Watford, Newcastle, at, uh, Watford. That seems a bit of a boring game to me. I think that would be like a nil-nil. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm actually... Uh, I'm going to go 2-1 Newcastle for that one. I think so? Yeah. Yeah. Well, even away. Yeah, I, I think Watford are... are, are yeah, I, mm. I, I don't have much confidence in Watford at the moment. I, I think Newcastle could beat them. Yeah, it's a strange one now, Watford. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, West Brom, Tottenham um, at West Brom. They've been playing quite good on on the, the Darren Moore now. It's just he's. Mm -hmm. I think I heard that he's got the same amount of points as Pardew did in his whole time there. I mean, as a Liverpool fan, I would absolutely love if West Brom could get something from that game. It would really help us out, but mm -hmm. I, I, I can't see it to be honest. I mean, 
I know they've improved a little bit, but I, I guess... No, it could be like a 2-0 to Tottenham, I think. Yeah, I, I think Tottenham will beat them. Yeah. Everton, Southampton. Southampton kind of need to um, win that game, don't they? I think that's probably got a draw written all over it. Yeah, like a 1-1. Yeah. I'm saying it's just like Sam Allardyce is mm. like even worse than Mourinho's yeah. <laughs> type of yeah. football. <laughs> um, I go on to the Sunday games. Mm. Um City Huddersfield at, at City. Oh, I'm gonna go for Man City. <laughs> I don't think you'd be Surprise wrong me. there. Um, like a uh, City, I reckon they'll probably play a lot of maybe get fringe players in in yeah. on the action. So it depends what type of squad they bring out. But mm. I think from what I've seen this year, I think they they'll bring in the odd player here or there, like mm. a young player or someone who doesn't play all the time. Mm. But um, they'll still have a strong like the, the core of the squad will still be there. But they'll mm. have like a few like regulars out mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, Man City win. Yeah, like 3 0 or something like that. Yeah, like Huddersfield are going I mean, down, I, I, really. I, so like, I think it'll be a cricket score, yeah. Like, um. Huddersfield are safe, aren't they? they? No, I think they could potentially go down. Uh-huh. So, like, they'll, they will not want this game. <laughs> yeah. Got, um, Arsenal burning. At, at home, Arsenal got, I mean, been terrible away. Obviously, we've got no points out, like, away this year, which is shocking. Mm-hmm. It's probably one of the reasons why he's going, uh, Bengal. But, um, yeah, Arsenal, uh, at home. Probably imagine they'll probably win that because mm-hmm. their home record's very good. It was just a different side. It's like Arsenal A team at home, Arsenal C side away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't think Burnley will score two. I'm going to go for a two 0 three 0 to Arsenal. What do you think? Uh, I think yeah, one of the last games. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna back Arsenal here actually in this situation. Yeah. Um, Chelsea Liverpool, Chelsea at home. Uh, what do you think? I think it'll. This is more hope than I think it's going. I think it's going to be a tough game for Liverpool because of midweek, and the squad is squad is pretty thin as it is. And Chelsea will fancy their chances, but I, I I can't really back Liverpool to lose. So I'm going to give them a draw. I'm going to go for a draw there. I don't know. I think um, the way Liverpool like dominate City in those Champions League games, I think they've got a bit of a fear factor now with all the other teams. Maybe. Like I think maybe like I think if you do well in the first half then you'll win that game. If it's a draw going into the first half and then in the second half it's like mm. still a draw. I reckon Chelsea will nick it late on. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, okay, cool. Well, I think that's it then. Um, Great. Well, thank you for uh, having me on the first edition <laughs> of, uh, of Extra Time Wave. Yeah. Uh, we're not having you on. We're, co- we're co-hosting this. Well, yes. Uh, no, I did. Uh, <laughs> you don't say thanks every time. <laughs> I enjoyed, uh, enjoyed the experience and uh, look forward to our, our next show. So thank you for having me on. Cool. Well, thanks very much. Right. See you later, everyone. Bye.